like an cool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. Hi, Alex. This is if Seth Marks had a tagline. Oh, no. This is what it would be. Who wears the pants in my relationship? Neither of us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, sometime soon, maybe we'll need a couple more Seth episodes. Can we all do a Seth? Like, see who can outgrow yeah. Seth each other? Yes. Okay. Alex, you have Oh, this was a me. tame Seth line that I just came up with. It's very on the nose, though. He's, everything he said has been much grosser than that. It's the worst. All right. We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. We love true crime. That's why we're true criminals. That is Jen Shaw and her first assistant, Steward. My tagline this week is for Erica, specifically Erica from Reunions Part 1 through 4. Ask and you will receive a vague non-answer. Ooh, nice. It sounded like a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into things, Julia and I have in front of us. In our hands. In our hands. Liquid sounds. You probably can't hear that. Clink, 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 clink. Um, The Loverboy Espresso Martini. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Alex, you are not here to... Join us. Yeah, well, it looks like shit. It, it actually no, it does. It's, it is brown. They're drinking it. It's really good. Sense. It's really good. What it reminds me of are like those canned coffees from Trader mm-hmm. Joe's. It tastes like a canned vanilla latte. Mm-hmm. That's 12% <laughs> alcohol. Yes, it's a canned vanilla latte that'll get you hammered. It does look like a latte. It's like even a little foamy on top. It's because I shook it. There's like a, is there a huge caution label on those? I can't believe they're 12%. If the fact that it says martini gives it away, but you could totally bring that to a, a job and be like, oh no, it's just coffee. One can, <laughs> two martinis. Yeah. I love it. 10 out of 10. All right. Um, we have quite a bit to get into. You guys want to finish off Beaverly Hills? Yes. Okay. Question number one for us as we wrap up Beverly Hills this season. Did this reunion need to be four parts? Yes, because Andy Cohen needs money and the season of Beverly Hills had better ratings than so many seasons prior. So yes, they had to make it four episodes. I was fine with it. But it was so long. It was so long that in this episode, we got a flashback to an earlier <laughs> reunion episode. Yeah. They were doing Bachelor editing. As though that was something that happened way earlier in the season. Now, we did a poll on our Instagram where I did a sliding feature and people gave it a grade, A through F, school grading. And the average rating ended up being a D plus. Okay. Low C, that's D plus. Very shit. low. Um, I But that's what I thought it was. I thought it was D. I guess it was too long because the note that we even made a meme on, I had completely forgotten about Kathy Hilton's note, handwritten note that she had brought into the reunion. Thank God for Lisa Rinna, the only one, even Andy Cohen dropped the handwritten note ball, had to ask Kathy what was on the note. I don't even remember that question being asked. I was so tuned out by the end of it. Oh, no. The note was Kathy had to apologize to Griselle for not oh, going to the party. Oh, uh-huh. You don't remember that, Elizabeth? I, I didn't realize that was on the note. I remember her apologizing. <laughs> the juiciest part of Gosh. the reunion. I mean, like, I don't know why Andy Cohen thanked Erica for answering all the questions. She answered literally none of the questions. Even the, it was snowing in Pasadena. 
Redditors have looked it up. They're like, oh shit, it actually did snow in Pasadena one day that year. And when he said, what about the snowing in Pasadena? She said, we're not going to talk about that. I think her son probably asked Mm -hmm. her not to talk about him. He really likes to keep his life personal. He probably got upset that she brought him up at all. I think she's just a liar and it just can't keep it straight at this point. She really did clear up the Tom Girardi's catapulting himself from his own car story. I now think my hitman theory less likely now that she's truly explained this to us. Now that she's been able to really uh, rehearse the story Mm -hmm. with her lawyers and prepare substantially for this reunion, yeah. Right, I don't have to read between the lines anymore. He may not have flipped the car, but he does have a flip phone. (laughs) She made that very clear. (laughs) Why was she so mad about that? I had forgot that detail. I like how everyone knew about the flip phone because they all yelled at Andy, he has a flip phone. It's like the only part that anyone remembers from this is that Tom Girardi has a flip phone. And that's how he received naked pictures from his mistresses. (laughs) The one line... That did get me to laugh out loud was from Crystal. And that was when she was talking about her experience on the cast of Beverly Hills. And she said the speech that she made at her Chinese New Year's party really rang true to her. And it was like, Babe, well, you made it. I hope so because you said it. And for some reason, that just got me. And that lack of self-awareness as she said that made me think crystal welcome to the club um also another thing i have to say is that erica said that if you take her 12 million dollar credit card amount from her statements and divide it over however many years i can't remember what it was but it broke down to two million a year and that's how much these women spend, all of them spend on this lifestyle. And, like, that I do agree with. I think they spend an obscene Probably. amount of money. Like, their Birkins are all, like, just shy of 100000 I oh, yeah. get it. We've seen it. We've seen their spending But sprees. we also know for a fact that Erica, Jane, and production was well over $2 million a year. Yeah, they were 40000 a month, right? That was just her glam Right, squad. but that's only half a million. But then, like, to do her tours and to have oh. the light, like, the whole Erica Jane mm-hmm. production was over that. I so mean, we know her spending is obscene, and no matter how many years you divide it, that the numbers she's giving us aren't real. No, none of it's real. And I mean, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that she was a mastermind up behind it. I'm going to say what I've been saying this whole time. I don't think they talked enough for her to know anything. But I also think she knew there was shady shit going on and didn't give a fuck. And she doesn't give a shit about the victims. And how I know she doesn't give a shit about it is when Andy said, if you could say anything to Tom right now, what would you say? And she said, I would say, how could you do this? And I was like, oh, my God, she's going to say it to me. Oh, <laughs> so close. But I was really thinking about it as we watched her say that. And if she had said anything else, she wouldn't be the person we've gotten to know over the last seven seasons that she's been on this show. She is extremely all about her, and she's been super consistent with that. And I'm glad that she didn't let a horrible thing get her down. I loved our two um, Lisa Vanderpump cameos we got. She has been off of Beverly Hills for, what, two years, three years now? 
I have to say, though, when I heard the words loosey-goosey, apple juicy, I nearly puked. <laughs> Where do you two land on the waterproof mascara gate? Oh, I feel like she confirmed that they gave her non-waterproof mascara that uh-huh. day. And she only got out of it by Rinna helping her right, out. Because, Which yeah. makes her seem even more guilty. Well, because she's like, well, you have so many makeup artists. <laughs> and we're like, with what money? <laughs> Well, Crystal Sutton and Garcelle are all friends. I think they're in the new Cool Girl crew. I mean, and like, I'm excited for next season because I'm over the old They were school all girls. like interviewed by LA mm-hmm. Times as like, the LA Times framed the three of them as like the anti-Erica squad before the reunion started airing. So I was like, oh great, maybe the reunion will be exciting. But we didn't get any of that. Nope. <laughs> I like those three and I think those three are fun enough and can hold their own that if you drop them in any other franchise, they would be fine and survive. Mm-hmm. Any of those other women could not survive in any franchise. Well, these three were the only ones who read the Erica LA Times article. None of the others could make it through. Oh my God, they're so stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Potomac? Yeah. Okay, so Potomac, we have not seen Juan really this whole season, and all of a sudden we got a whole lot of Juan. What are we thinking of the Juan Robin storyline? Is it fake? Is it real? Oh, I think that's real. I think it's real as well. Alex? I think it's pretty real. And I think it's real because he doesn't like put on an act really when taking off his mic and he doesn't like act Mm -hmm. mad, you know? He just seems like genuinely like I'm trying to get away from this. Not in a way that like Chris acts like really pissed off and like leaves a situation that seems kind of fabricated to me sometimes. It felt like a very real person trying to get away from drama in front of the camera. And I feel like Juan's feeling that Robin's just drumming this up to get a storyline out of it. But I think Robin is actually truly hurt by the past. Juan seems like a huge dick in this. He does not come off well. And his alliance with Michael Darby is not making him look better. Yeah, they're too accepting of each other. They're part of the same club of men. Yeah, who cheat on their pregnant wives. Juan gets his mic off, and he also gets mic off. (laughs) (laughs) Alex? (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Do we think Ascala will be returning? She is in the reunion. I don't think we'll ever see her again. I don't think so either. We're not seeing her again. I like that we're all on the same page. It's not a good sign where every time she shows up, I go, oh, you're right. (laughs) Who is that? Literally every time she shows up. (laughs) I know Dre, but who's this? (laughs) Oh, Dre's wife. Got it. I think I had deja vu this season, though, because when Candace signed her music label contract, didn't she tell the same hairbrush story last season when she Did faux-signed she? a different I was contract say, with the music label? she definitely signed a contract last mm. year. Well, she did, but she said that one fell through. But I think we've heard this hairbrush story before. It was green screened. It was the exact same set that just been there. I love how during that scene she says she would be a hot mess without Chris. And she's saying that she's such a hot mess in that scene. <laughs> it can get worse. So speaking of Candace, she is an amazing supervillain, but she is becoming a liability. Yeah. So what is, like, I mm-hmm. love Candace as a villain, but then she kind of crosses lines every now and then. That she called not- Ashley an ogre this episode. Oh, God. <laughs> when she comments on how Ashley looks, it's just, it's not fun. It's, I don't know, it just makes me feel icky. I know Candace is a fun supervillain, but is she more trouble than she's worth? I think they'll start filming with her again, but the minute she instigates another, like, physical fight, she's out. I don't think her um, 
talking shit on anyone's appearances is going to get her off the show. I think it's going to have to be another fight. I agree. I think that that's definitely going to be the thing that crosses the line. Did you see all her for your consideration posts online for Grammys for her album? She's like, or Chris, her husbander, is hardcore pushing that. That it should be an awards contender. Dang. So then you really can't kick her off the show. Well, speaking of music, uh, we got Macy Gray doing the music at Karen and Ray's thing. And the best part is um, as she's singing her song Sweet Baby from 2001, you hear this like random male voice in the background go, this is Macy's new song, Sugar Baby. <laughs> I so did hear wrong that. about the name and the year. <laughs> I think it was Ray. Like yelling into the crowd. Was it? I Ray's, think it was. Ray just decided to. Say well, that. Ray, who has dubbed the Black Bill Gates, made an excellent, made Bill, an Gates excellent Bill Gates joke when someone referred to him as Bill Gates, and he said, uh, "Oh no, Bill Gates has one up on me. He gets to get divorced," which I thought was an odd choice of things to say for your twenty-fifth wedding anniversary, <laughs> so but good. it was funny. Ray is so different from last season. I love him. Last season was just full of him saying, I don't know if I love Karen. <laughs> and like making her cry in closets. That was last season. That was years ago. I have no memory of that. Which is why <laughs> Karen just, she who doth protest too much when she goes in on Giselle and Robin and their relationships. Because she pulled this relationship together. With a lot of hard work. But yeah, but... Karen doesn't know that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, that is true. (laughs) All right, any final thoughts? Candace had a bit of humanity towards Ashley this episode with me and Ashley have our issues, but I don't think he's morally good enough for her about Michael Darby. Which I think she hit the nail on the head and I agree with her. Like She's saying that not because she doesn't like Ashley. She's saying that because... She is looking out for Ashley in that moment. I also did really appreciate Candace's. This is the whitest privilege I've ever seen as the two men have this little bitchy conversation about when they got physical, when the last season was Mm -hmm. all about her and another woman of color getting physical. Mm -hmm. And that's all people Mm -hmm. could talk about. And now Mm -hmm. these guys get to have this stupid ass petty argument. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Chris gets all mad about it. I thought that was a very interesting... He didn't like being called white. (laughs) It was ridiculous. Please judge me by the color of my dick, Julia, and not by the color of my skin. (laughs) Should we move on over to Salt Lake City? Yes. Well, we got some um, crime right at the top of this episode of Salt Lake City. Yeah, like, Stu and Jen are really giving us some good breadcrumbs to solve the mystery of are they criminals or not by just full-on speaking about their dealings right in front of us this is a direct quote from Stu. this account is going really good the infomercial lead is doing really really well it's doing way more than we thought and then to shut him up she pushes a banana into his mouth so jen had to use a banana to physically stop him from saying the next sentence. Infomercial for what? Well, we know it was some kind of thing to defraud old people, and it was something like a telemarketing scam, and I swear they said something about calls this episode as well. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Stu is just such a classic, like, goofy, lackey, or, like, villain sidekick that I'm going to start calling him LeFou Stu for the rest of the season. <laughs> Speaking of Jen, I do like Jen and Heather together. They remind me very much of season one, Bethany and Jill from New York, which makes me feel like their friendship probably is going to go the same way. If it hasn't already. It has, and now it's back on track. Yeah. It's like we'll if see. Bethany and Jill became like best friends again for like a brief period of time. Yeah, I also think it'll be very, very brief. Um, Speaking of Heather, though, Heather is all mad at Lisa, but Heather did the exact same thing as Lisa. Heather's just better at it. Oh, are you talking about when the Iris and Bo gift yeah. of serums that she gifted to mm-hmm. Jen's dressmaker? Yes. So she does that. Lisa says, you should go be mad at Whitney. And then she goes to Heather. And then Heather says, yeah, but like, why did she tell you that? You should be mad at Lisa. And to which Jen's like, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they're both doing the exact same thing. Heather's just better at it. What I have to say about that is, and look, my bias is that I am team Lisa. Me too. For the record, for the record. Mm -hmm. I love Lisa. I think she actually cares. This is crazy that I'm saying words like this at all. (laughs) I think she actually cares about Jen. And she was saying that not as like a, I want you to turn against Whitney because like we're not on great terms right now. More of like a, just thought you should know like this person that says their friend did this like kind of fucked up thing. I think that actually came from a place of care. When Whitney gifted the Iris and Bo thing, though, I think that came from a place of shade. Exactly. And I think Heather bringing up, it's kind of messed up that, like, Lisa didn't invite you to this thing. And why is she, like, trying to get you riled up against Whitney? That's just Heather being anti-Lisa. She's not, like, looking out for Jen. She just has an anti-Lisa agenda. Her and Whitney have since season one. Every one of Whitney's talking heads this season is her, like, making up something about Lisa, like, a characteristic of Lisa's that, like, I'm just, like, not aware of, I guess. (laughs) Like, she's just trying to paint this picture of this evil person with every talking head she has. Mm -hmm. She needs new material. And it's kind of sad because Whitney's whole, like, theme is Lisa's this horrible person who's coming after me. And I'm like, but I don't like Whitney enough to be mad at Lisa for coming after Whitney. But I realize yeah. I don't issue think here. Lisa yeah. thinks about Whitney enough to go after nope. Whitney. No, she thinks about Heather and she thinks about Jen. She doesn't. Whitney is not. But in that's the, the saddest thing is like Whitney is like, oh, she's my villain, and Lisa's like, girl, you're not even in my story. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe that's why Whitney keeps going after her. She wants. That to be reciprocated, and Lisa's like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. She's never going to get it. We didn't have any Jenny this episode, and I missed her. I missed her, too. Mm -hmm. I love her voice. I know I've said it like a thousand times before, but I find it very, very soothing. I did not miss Dewey, and I did not miss that subplot, I'll say that much, but I did miss No, I needed a break from it. It was bumming me out too hard. What we did get is a lot of Mary and... We did already know the Mary's mom story, but I don't remember her being so frank about it all. Um, Do we think that Mary's mom stopped talking to Mary because she wanted the church, which is Mary's view of the story, or because she was horrified by what Mary was doing? I think they were all going Hmm. after the grandma's inheritance, and I think the mom got muscled out. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we're speculating on st- stuff based off things that's not fact. Well, if the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, we can just use that to suggest that Mary's mom's really materialistic and money-driven. And that she wouldn't be that weirded out by Robert Sr. marrying Mary. Yeah, the mom got muscled out of several restaurants and homes and one church. Right. The congregation that's dropping like flies. Yeah. A- Speaking of this congregation. I know. Julia informed us of some sad, sad news. Can't- that I found from the internet. <laughs> I know, but I didn't know. No, Julia, it was told directly from a direct source. <laughs> Cameron, our whistleblower this episode, um, died recently. He was only 33. Yeah. How sad is that's that? That's so sad. Which also like. And it is the worst timing ever because now the internet's like, oh, suspicious much? Yeah. <laughs> and that's not his last appearance. He's going to keep showing up in the season according to Whitney. Oh. Oh, so we might get more. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, he also says, be careful. His last words this episode. Oh, my gosh. Well, Those are the Cameron, chilling words that haunt Meredith. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Loved that catering person who came by uh, just to tell Lisa, again, that she's a good person and then dip out. <laughs> that was a fun, candid moment. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. I also like that Meredith Martz has put, like, a Charlotte York spin on forgiveness just like it takes charlotte york times seven the amount of times to get over a man it's gonna take meredith three or four times longer to forgive jen than jen had hurt meredith so if (laughs) meredith was hurt by jen for a year we have three or four more years for meredith to truly forgive jen and i just don't know if Jen's going to make it on the show for three or more years, considering her pending legal issues. So she and Meredith may never be on good terms again, and that truly saddens me. I mean, me. we said this season one about Jen, before we knew anything about the legal stuff, Jen's going to burn bright and burn out fast. Like, you can just tell. Mm-hmm. And here she goes, and here in a she ball goes. of flames. Um, nothing much to say about the Fresh Wolf Party other than hilarious. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Very awkward. Uh, I would say fun, this fun, is fun. all Lisa making this happen, but that older son is very into Jack. being a fresh wolf. He is the freshest of J- the wolves. That's my impression. Jack. I'm getting his little brother to pose to the camera. It truly yeah. made me laugh out loud. I love these kids, and they are very clearly Lisa's kids that she had with her assistant slash husband. Yes, they're her biggest investment, <laughs> for sure. I love that, too. I love and that. they look good for a family that only eats fast food. They're all fit. They really are. I know, I want to know their secret. That's all they eat. That yeah, but deal? at the Fresh Wolf photo shoot, Lisa only got grapes. So... I don't know. I call mm. bullshit. If you were a true fast food connoisseur, you would have gone for the Ritz. Julie, those were Mick grapes. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> All right, Vandapop. Okay, we have so much to talk about, but we got to start with James. Alex, you want to give us a synopsis? Well, I remember saying uh, earlier this season when we were talking about it that like the whole him proposing to Raquel thing and whatever that was going to be like that's the peak of James. I, I predicted that. 
That was the best we were ever going to see James represented on this All show. All downhill from here. And we went downhill fast. Yes. In this episode, we have him uh, basically tell Raquel that if her looks ever like dip or like are not satisfactory to him, it will be like the worst thing in the world, basically. And he will leave her immediately. And this is in reference to um, a nose job that Raquel recently got that wasn't like up to really her standards. And he's afraid like if she keeps on tooling around with it, it's going to get worse. But the reason why the nose job didn't go very well is because he was, and I'm doing quotes right now, going in for a kiss and hit her nose. So hard that it's moved. And he's he does not want her telling anyone this for fear that someone will think you know, something else might have happened. Exactly what we're all thinking, you mean? <laughs> yep. And the way he's saying this on TV with a camera in front of him is not making his case. And what makes all of this even worse is what came right before this. Raquel saying, please deal with your anger issues because I'm worried that one day you're going to say something horrible to hurt our children. And that's just like something that I can't deal with. To which he says, your nose being ugly is something I can't deal with. By the way, don't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. That transition was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. The cringe got worse. Yeah, your looks are really important to me. The most important part is basically what he said. And she said, please don't be emotionally abusive to our future children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not great, James. But let us remember during his proposal, he did say the first Mrs. DJ Kennedy. He clearly meant the first of many. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. He wasn't just being cheeky. I mean, I can imagine, and again, this is me just saying, this is not me saying James actually did this, but I can imagine James being so volatile when he gets mad, he's swinging his arms, and I'm sure things get in the way. Those things being salads, waters, and those little things in restaurants that heat up and get knocked over and catch poor Lisa's son on fire. Oh, the heater? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm saying things have gotten in the way of James before and have been knocked around. And you're saying Raquel's giant honker? Yeah, Yeah, I'm very worried about Raquel. I'm not saying that I think that, like, James did hit her and that's, like, why... I, I, like, I kind of believe, like, the that he maybe, like, went in too hard for a kiss. Accidentally bumped her, yeah. But the thing is that, like, he was just so distraught over the idea of her bringing this up that, like, the idea that he could have hit her is, like, worrying. That made that, like, real. That he's Mm -hmm. so afraid that people will think that he hit her makes it seem like, oh, this is something that he maybe has done. So, you know, or, like... Maybe it wasn't this nose time, but it's been before. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that, like, if he... It's the fact that he could easily and people would believe that or, like, that people will take this as, oh, James probably hit her. That's what's worrying. You don't want to... I mean, I feel so bad for Raquel. I know. She's so sweet. It's so and I sad. Her. Twice. Oh, it was just an accident. Oh, it was... She was just trying to come in, too. Like, no. Yeah, but when she was really talking through her nose, I did see what she meant. Yeah, no. It, I mean, like, her nostrils yeah. are uneven, yeah. Her whole nose is uneven. Yeah. The tip yeah. goes the wrong way. We got one great James quote, though, to show his innocence and naivete was when talking about um, Brock. 
I don't know how young Brock was when we had the kids, but he was probably younger than he is now. <laughs> uh, that was oh some gosh. Mia math. Yeah. <laughs> now, Brock is looking pretty bad. James is looking pretty bad. But can we all agree, Sandoval is the true villain of Vanderpump. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't remember him always being this insufferable where he's screaming shut up at Lisa. Which I don't even think that's what he realized he was doing. I think Sandoval just has a lot of pent up shit. And when it comes to the Lala thing, I can also understand that like he's probably mad at her for how she's been treating Ariana. He's, He's always been a person that really stands up for what he thinks is right and it does come across as very annoying and like just too much all the time he just wears his heart on his sleeve and he's very emotional yes and that sleeve is wearing a statement hat (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh the pleasure though that katie took for having schwartz's watermelon martini trump sandoval's smoking cocktail <laughs> that smoked sometimes she, <laughs> yeah the 50 50 smoker um she was so proud that he squeezed the watermelon juice himself that morning julia know what i was also proud <laughs> i'm like yeah schwartz i don't believe it <laughs> Schwartz, by default, is looking like such a nice guy because he has this insane person who's with him. So it's like a dodo bird and then like a Tasmanian devil. This is why he gets away with all that shit, though, Elizabeth. It's because he has crazy people surrounding him so he can just blend in. Also, Schwartz, like, he doesn't even believe in himself enough to write entrepreneur on his home equity loan. Yeah, he called himself a model actor. (laughs) He actually wrote Mactor. They probably were like, I'm not Googling that. They're probably like, that's not a word. Julia, he did get squished in a veranda chair this episode. (laughs) The boy can't handle a pedicure. After turning down money from Lisa and then going into Randall's poker game to get money, (laughs) which he won. (laughs) That plan worked. I'm so bummed that Randall and Lala broke up in real life. Not that this isn't isn't real life. I'm just going to miss Randall so much next season. Um, speaking of Lala, do you guys think Lala is in the right? Yes. Alex? I, I Like with most of the things that people do on this show, I think she's in the right, but she's going about it in the wrong way. Like in most ways that Lala does. There's just never getting through to Sheena Shea. So I also agree Lala is in the right. And I was shocked that we are in not in the majority. Most people think that Lala was in the wrong. Oh. Probably because of her delivery. And probably because of her past in like wanting to hide her relationships from everyone. I get that people are annoyed with that. Because she's always been one like when anyone's ever brought this up mm-hmm. to her. Yeah, but domestic violence is very different than like cheating is shitty. Like that guy sucks. But the way Lala is bringing it up is in like these group settings is the other thing. I think Lala should try the tact of just talking to Sheena alone mm-hmm. from here on out and not bringing it up in every group outing that they have. That's my my one fault with her. And Brock's defense of himself made everything so much worse. I know it's a domestic violence charge and it looks bad. I did slap her. But and- that was a long time ago. He has dug himself such a hole. Oh yeah. my gosh. He's... Not getting out of that hole. Yeah, so why haven't you seen your kids? Oh, well, I moved to America 
to like make a better life for them. And but then, that's when he stopped paying child support. So then I stopped giving them money, mm-hmm. and then. <laughs> My bitch of an ex got remarried and they haven't seen me their whole lives. God. Did you catch when he's like, oh, she just makes me a better guy. And then Lisa says, yeah, but that's not her job. And then he just steamrolls past that. And he's he's like, yeah, I'm just a great guy with her, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So much better. I will never uh, slap Sheena. And you're right. Sheena, it's it's just not going to get through to her. And like. Yeah, maybe maybe Lala was like correct in thinking maybe like in a group setting with all these people they'll back me up and that just backfired completely. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what way Lala can get through to her. It's sad. <laughs> it's a sad show. I think Lala's completely in the yeah. right, and I feel like it's kind of nuts that nobody else is horrified by it. And yeah, she does have a baby with him. But I did like that Lala said, "Sheena, you're a victim in this. Mm-hmm. Your daughter's a victim in this." Like. Look around you. I feel like it's crazy that we're yada yada yadaing over Brock's past and Sheena's defense is, well, why didn't you come to me before I got pregnant? Because I hadn't met Brock who told me this casually. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. It's, oh man, Sheena. And the fact <sighs> that the majority of people online, as you were saying, Elizabeth is like against Lala. You know what they're like? Now that Lala and Randall are split up, are you seeing that they're like equating that to like the bull, like saying... Well, Lala's one to talk. Look at her relationship with Randall. It's like such a false equivalency. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, that's the insane thing. So, like, if you break down what we're talking about, what I am asking is, you tell me who's worse. A domestic abuser who has a history of abandoning multiple children or a girl who is outing the truth in probably a inappropriate way. Mm-hmm. How, yeah, exactly. how is one anywhere close to the other? I think people, I think a lot of viewers of Vanderpump are just bringing over a lot of Lala baggage that they have already. Because she has been like a villain for most of the series. So I think a lot of it is that. Yeah. Ugh. All right. We need something light. Something fun. Something airy. Winter Winter house. House. Episode three of the show I'm going to refer to as Gappy Does Nothing For Me. Oh, she's not doing anything for Luke either. Luke isn't interested in anyone. Yeah, he is. Julia. Kinda. Do you think it's unrequited love? I There was one very interesting um, uh, sociological thing about Gabby, though. She was studying a book on how to interact with different personalities. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting as well. It made her seem boring. <laughs> yeah. It did. It made her be like studying how to like be a, a person. <laughs> She's a robot. She's not fun. No, she's not fun or lighthearted, which is why Luke gravitated more towards Julia. Who's very fun Mm -hmm. and lighthearted. You know who else is fun? Who's not getting any love is poor Jason is very fun. Who Gabby put on blast in front of him. I'm rooting for him and... Lindsay to have a little winter oh, house that would be perfect. Lindsay deserves that. Team Lindsay. Yeah, they kind of did they like make body contact? Did they touch at all? I they feel like we of... got one touch that I zeroed in on. They hugged and she gave him a cheek kiss when he was oh. like, It's time to go upstairs. He like checks in with her. What a fun and I was moment. Like, oh, for us. Something's happening. I love mm-hmm. Lindsay. Um us is the fucking worst. Oh my god. He had me for like half a second that first episode. Ugh. I like him and Sierra together. No, Sierra's yes. so smart. Why is she doing this? She's better than this. Why is she being fooled by this stupid Muppet? 
I was so excited for it to be a one-on-one date between them. I'm not happy that it was a double date because I wanted to see what on earth those two could possibly talk about together, Sierra and Austin. And it could be a good conversation, but I just cannot picture it. They just got interviewed by Amanda and Kyle the whole time. And then Austin asked really inappropriate questions about their sex life. Yeah. Did you, did you two feel like you're just like roommates now? That yeah, what insane. an asshole. Yeah. What if they said yes? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're getting married. Austin told Lindsay he'd date her. Uh, what, the whole New Year's thing when he said that he'd date her. Was that a fish show in Madison Square Garden that he goes to every year? Can you imagine like going to a concert and run and seeing Austin telling a girl he wants to date her on a phone? That's that'd be such a dream. Lindsay's such a good sport to be able to be by him and Sierra kissing at each other. Like, oh, good for you, Lindsay. Yeah. I'm proud of Lindsay for just like, okay, never mind, moving on and kind of being like, ew. And she said, I'm watch what happens, lads. I think I need a break from Austin. Um, well, if they look into each other's eyes, they just communicate. They can communicate with their eyeballs. Then she should be communicating <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah, I don't know? think their communication skills Why are great. Why don't guys go for Lindsay? Because she's too, like, ah, but she, she isn't all the time. She's really directing. You have to play by her rules. And she's older. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. He threw up a lot of red flags with Sierra when he was talking about her, too. He says, Lindsay's mm-hmm. a crazy person. She has no place to tell me she's in love with me. And then they cut to Austin and Sierra making out. <laughs> yeah. I thought for sure that was going to get Sierra because how Luke treated Hannah is what got Sierra on Mm -hmm. Luke. Right, but I think that Sierra liked Hannah and I think Sierra thinks Lindsay's a crazy person. I think Lindsay kind of is a crazy person. She clearly doesn't like Lindsay. Yeah, so I think whatever Austin has to say anti-Lindsay, she won't be bothered by. No. Um, What do we think about Andrea? I think he sounds Russian most of the time. I'm very excited for next episode. I'm excited for him to get called out. I feel like he's going to like leave early. I don't think guys like that can handle like rejection in any capacity. He won't be able to handle another 11 days. It's because I like being single guy. Like he, he thrives off of female attention. And after he gets brandished with that, like gross guy stamp then Mm -hmm. there's nobody else to move on to i do really like Mm -hmm. about all the summer house girls that they are very like strong women like i know that Paige won't be like well maybe i can change him she'll be like fuck this guy no she'll move right on and as we know Mm -hmm. she does Mm -hmm. good we also know she loves love island and he didn't bring her a coffee this episode no he's already not into it what do we think about the julia luke situation i hope she cheats i'm not (laughs) buying this julia is a bad guy narrative yeah i don't buy it either because like you don't think that like gabby would bring up to julia like oh you you're the reason my last relationship ended we hear her say that in the talking head but don't you think like julia would like I don't know. It'd feel like that was more of a thing when they're talking about it, whereas Julia's just kind of acting oblivious as to why Gabby's freaking out so much. Mm-hmm. So if it that makes was it seem true, like that's why would you be friends with her still? Yeah, yeah. And then also, like, okay, Gabby, like, you like this guy. You've hung out with him once while he built an igloo. You're giving him zero signs. It's not like you made out with him on the hot tub. Julia has had more contact with him. 
And Julia said that, like, she and her boyfriend are working on the rocks. I want her to dump him so she can be fun. I like Julia. And I like Lindsay. I like their roommate situation. Mm-hmm. I think they're fun together. I think Julia's going to end up with Austin. Oh, no. That's my big prediction. My big predictions are Andrea's going to leave and Julia's going to end up with Austin. We'll see if I'm end right. End up with Austin or make a play at Austin. They're going to hook up. I'll say that much. They're going to hook up. The heroes don't grow on trees. Okay. I don't think Gabby will make it through the season. I think she'll leave early. Dang. I love that we think people are leaving. <laughs> I know, this is very slow out. <laughs> On a reality show where no one's ever voted off. I know. Episodes one, two, and part of three. If I didn't know that Kyle and Amanda already got married, I would be very worried. Um, until Kyle gets so drunk, can't find her, starts crying. Oh, that and then Amanda so walks in, immediately starts crying too. And he says, I didn't think goes, to look at that crying? bathroom. Because you poop in there. And so I didn't look there. And then they hug. And I was like, okay, never mind. They're yeah, so they're cute. Fine. Yeah. 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 I love them together. Even when Kyle's the fucking worst. Also, she's been quarantining with Kyle for months before the season. So if she wants to just hang out with her girlfriends, I get why she's doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be really hard to work from home with your partner on a job that you do together. Yeah. It's been a great show. I can't believe it's only been three episodes. I feel like we've seen so much. I know, happen. and we still have like eleven more days of this vacation. I'm very excited. When for they it. said it was only what was it? 20, 17 days. Seventeen days. I was like, there is that is not enough time. Holy shit! Yeah, they're really getting it done. I know. How do they drink that much? I don't know. How do they drink that much Fireball? How do they drink that much and look like that? This little plastic shot. And they have to keep their rooms clean or then people like us are going to judge them. Uh-huh. And then they have to go clean the living room. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ugh. I loved Luke's petty little, oh great, another half drinking water bottle. I know. I was like, Julia, as in this Julia, my <laughs> sister, that's her MO. I guarantee the other Julia is just <laughs> leaving them around. It's the Julia thing. All right. <laughs> awards. All right. Awards. I'm going to start us off. Opening night of a high school play award goes to Miss Lisa and Meredith from Salt Lake City for their performance in the one-act show, There's Something Culty About Mary. During Lisa Barlow's um, Fresh Wolf Party, we got to see totally not produced, totally not lines, very, very naturally spoken words about how Mary is a cult leader with our now-deceased friend of Cameron. Excellent exposition <laughs> scene. Very clunkily delivered, but a huge fan, nonetheless. Yeah. All right, Alex, your award? The I Find That an Aphrodisiac Award, named after Ramona Singer's infamous I Like Making My Own Money, I Find That an Aphrodisiac tagline, uh, goes to Juan from Potomac, who I find to be an aphrodisiac for Michael Darby. Congratulations, <laughs> <laughs> Right, my award is the Staircase Award. Ray Huger climbing the stairs to Karen in a bathtub and how we watched him for 45 minutes climb these stairs. I give this award to every single woman in Potomac for climbing the stairs at Karen's odd pick for her 25th wedding anniversary venue and how they really had to want that giant well bar 
at the very top of those stairs. And that is what got them all the way up. So congratulations, ladies. You made it to the top. Special recognition for Giselle. Yes, who did it with a boot. And for Karen, who went up and down twice. To where she actually got applauded at the bottom of the stairs for making it without I don't know why this is where my brain went, but I thought you were referencing the very famous true crime case, often dubbed the staircase. Where well, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, totally pushed his wife down the stairs, and how for the second time we find out, yeah, how Ray yeah. last year looks like he probably watched it to share some So I'm glad I like yours better though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. It was an owl. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 